0: Feel the rhythm, feel the heat Feel the sunshine out on the street Feel the music, feel the beat Feel the sunshine out on the street Feel the rhythm, feel the heat Feel the sunshine out on the street Feel the music, feel the beat Feel the sunshine out on the street
1: Hey, welcome to another episode of Coasty Culture. I'm your host, Mitch. And today we got the one, the only melon ballin' with us.
2: Melinballin, what's up?
1: So it's been a while since we made a little podcast, been out there living life, loving life, enjoying life. You know, the holidays came up, so it gets a little hectic. But yeah. But we're here, and you know, it's New Year's Eve, and kind of felt like making a little podcast for y'all, and kind of sharing some of the stories that we've been going through. And Happy
2: COVID New Year's!
1: Happy COVID New Year's! Hope we're staying safe. We have a little <laughs> fire going outside, yeah. so you might hear some crackles in the background. We are
2: very COVID safe right now. Very. Our, our son is sleeping, and we're having a little campfire in our backyard, and, and I'm cooking up some mushrooms that we foraged.
1: <laughs> we did. We I think we we're about to fry up some uh, chanterelles that we got really late in the season, and maybe some hedgehog mushrooms.
2: Yeah, winter chanterelles and hedgehogs.
1: So that should be a yummy treat. Very. We had we wound up getting ourselves a a dehydrator, and if you don't have one, get one because you can make beef jerky with these bad boys, and that's what we wound up doing during our little Christmas vacay we have here and it the beef jerky turned out pretty darn good we were worried it was dry but but it actually it actually turned out to be a pretty good little batch Uh,
2: I have to correct you it was elk jerky that we made get your facts straight
1: elk jerky my bad my bad See what happens when your wife podcasts with you. You get corrected. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting red lines through all of my my sentences right now, but it's all right. But I we just got th- like
2: to relay the f- the facts, the flax.
1: The flax. She's flacking. Yeah. So, but we got our little we got a little outdoor stove going on our back porch and got some a little bit of rain happening because we're up here in Washington, where you know that just happens this time of year. Wish it was snow, but. <laughs> You know, uh, we went up to a couple different places. We wound up going up to a place called Lake Cushman. If you're from Washington, the West Side, you probably know about it. You're
2: very familiar if you're from Washington.
1: We went up there and we found this this sweet little honey hole, and it had an abundance of mushrooms. I mean,
2: I was very surprised at the abundance that was there. For such a a small space that we were in, like within what would you say, like a fifty square yard?
1: Yeah, place.
2: maybe we found we found maybe a chant- little bigger,
1: uh, but it yeah. seemed
2: very small. It's like we found d- chanterelles, we found hedgehogs, we found lobster mushrooms, we found cauliflower mushroom, which was. My first cauliflower mushroom, which and it was, was massive. Big, yeah, we put it in stir fry, which was very good. Um,
1: it kind of it kind of blended and, into the and we uh, also, noodles.
2: We also found a cat's tongue, which we wanted a jelly, but we only had one, so we don't want to make like. I feel bad. We we let that cat's tongue go to waste.
1: We did. We it was kind of a. It was kind of our first cat's tongue we found, so we were really excited. So we picked it, but we only had one, so we weren't sure what to do with it until we got home and started we, doing we're research. we still new. <laughs> yeah, still, still new on some some of the mushrooms that you found. But we went we went out there and we did some late mushroom hunting. We did we did run into lobster mushrooms, which was cool because they they have this bright red color. But we're so far to the end of the season, where they were all kind of rotting and and falling away. Yeah. They were, they were getting ready to be reborn next year. But that was super cool, and we found a bunch of those. And then, so we went home with our mushrooms then and uh, did our research, looked them up, saw how to cure them and dehydrate them and take care of them that way. And then the, the following day, we took a trip up to... Uh, a place called Lake Wainucci, which is a super cool, beautiful place. I mean, it just kind of lets you get away from the hustle and bustle of, of the everyday life of going out and dealing with people. It's, it's, it's just, it's a beautiful big lake that you kind of up in the, the rainforest where you can get away.
2: Yeah, it was very, very serene. I, Really enjoyed it up there, except for it really sucks hiking through, like, old-growth forests like that and walking up to, like, garbage piles, you know? It's like people go out of their way just to, like, dump their trash out there. It's very disheartening, especially because we found mushrooms right next to it, and we were like, oh, I don't want to pick these because... It's right next to a fucking garbage pile. Gross, you know. Or, you, or you'll find, like, shit-stained, like...
1: Doodoo paper.
2: Yeah. It's very disheartening, and... I don't know. I, I get it. I was young once, and I used to party out in the woods and just throw my beer cans out, like, eh, whatever. But at the same time, it's like... It made me very sad.
1: <laughs> yeah, we all know we all know the rules when we go out into the woods. You pack it in, you pack it out. You don't just leave your pile of trash in the woods because that's how Mother Nature gets mad at us and creates these things called COVID. Yeah. And doesn't allow us to go enjoy the beauty of her. But
2: preach it. If you No, I'm just kidding. But seriously.
1: If you but seriously, <laughs> if you take shit into the woods, take it out with you. Don't just leave it there thinking it's going to decompose. That's just a dick move and karma's going to be- bite you in the ass.
2: Because I like to pick mushrooms and it's very sad to find a mushroom next to a shit pile because you want to pick it, but at the same time you're like, Ugh, there's a shit pile right there. Like, How many people have peed on this mushroom? <laughs>
1: yeah, or what's what's this mushroom growing out of? Someone's old, dead, rotten meats that they didn't eat or somebody's dirty toilet paper. But whatever, whatever. Everybody makes mistakes, and hopefully people learn from it. And if yeah. you don't learn from it, fuck you, because you're taking away a lot of my beautiful camping areas, especially in old-growth forests and rainforests where there shouldn't be any trash. It's it's Places like this are so secluded where you shouldn't be just dumping your garbage. I mean... It's disappointing seeing that people don't have that kind of respect for nature, and they expect respect from other people when they're just dumping trash. It's kind. Of, it's really dis. It's just disheartening and disappointing. That like, should be
2: everybody's uh, New Year's resolution to treat nature better.
1: I agree with that. I really like that thought.
2: When it, you have the urge to like throw your cigarette butt out your window
1: think twice
2: maybe you just flick the cherry out and keep the butt i mean that could still start a forest fire the cherry but if it's less likely to start a forest fire if you just flick the cherry out and put your cigarette butt in like pop can or something you know
1: yeah because i think i think covid is mother nature's way of saying that we've we've treated her badly and we've polluted her enough and she's she's showing us what it's like to get polluted on we're getting dumped all this garbage and look, we can't go out and do anything. You can't, you don't get to enjoy your daily tasks and she can't like, she can't enjoy her daily tasks of providing and growing all these beautiful things for us. And she's restricting us. She's basically restricting us from being able to be our mushroom selves and spread our, our vines through each other and communicate with each other because we've disrespected Mother Earth for so long, it's kind of a payback. And it's always been told that Mother Nature is one of the hardest-hitting homegirls there are. You know, she'll, she'll beat you down until the end, and, and she doesn't hold back. She can throw everything at you, and at a, at a point, we're going to lose.
2: Here's the thing. Humans need Mother Nature to survive. Mother Nature does not need humans to survive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She'll she'll, She'll
2: keep bustling along without us. She'll be just fine. Yeah.
1: She'd probably prefer if we weren't here because we've just developed all this bad stuff that is hurting her.
2: We need to become more of, like... We need to... We need to become, like, more of a a thing that helps her immune system versus, versus
1: a cancer that
2: is taking over more less of a parasite
1: <laughs> We're know? definitely yeah, we need Which to Which we
2: have the knowledge and you know, like the power to do that.
1: We really need to just be less of less of a consumer plague of this planet. You know, we we we've just gotten so caught up with consuming things like the latest technologies and in our fast foods and all that like i think fast food should have should have got shut down because really i can't
2: shut it down when it lasts forever
1: yeah but i think if everybody would have would have had a chance to have like an outdoor garden even if you live in the city you can There's you can have a community garden. Everybody
2: did have a chance at the very get go, but fast food is just cheap and convenient,
1: yeah. And they let them flourish. Instead of letting people create their outdoor gardens of their vegetables and their mushrooms, and the only thing you really have to do is go to the store and buy meat. Everything else, you don't need to do that. You can grow your own rice, you can grow your own vegetables. You can,
2: rice is, I mean. With all of that, though, especially rice, you need a lot of land.
1: You could, but for like two or three people, you could wind up growing some. You could grow, okay, maybe not rice, but you could grow beans and, you know, potatoes in small sections where it'll, you know, it just, I'm just, I'm just trying to get to a point of like taking it back to a, a more real place than being trapped in this consumers world of the things. There's
2: enough land out there I feel like for the people that want to do that. But if like if you think about it, everybody in the city, every single major city, if they were like, Oh, I'm gonna go homestead, I don't think there's enough land for that.
1: No but they don't they don't have to leave the city to homestead I mean you could you can make rooftop gardens and let the yeah, build, but like let the building m-
2: most rooftops are housing you know
1: I'm just saying five he...
2: six hundred apartments in major cities you know the skyscraper apartment type things. It's like like I had a friend one time back in the day in Seattle they lived on the forty something floor of a building. You know, like how many fucking people live in that? Like you cannot sustain that whole building off of one rooftop. I mean, I don't think, maybe maybe you could. But my I'm my ju- internal compass is saying no.
1: I'm just saying if people if people took less time consuming and more time appreciating you could figure out a way to have shoot, even a a a window garden could grow you a couple things. Oh yeah. I mean you could you could take the time to think Well homegrown and, things and just
2: taste better. Natural
1: things taste better.
2: I feel like homegrown things Well, I feel like especially cherry tomatoes. Cherry tomatoes I've noticed when you grow them yourself, they definitely taste better, but everything else, I'm questionable if, like, I feel like they taste better, but I wonder if they just taste better because of all the time and effort I put into them. You know? Well, yeah. You know what I'm saying?
1: Everything tastes better when you actually put your heart and soul into making it grow and You nurture it, and you take care of it, and you spend all your time watering and watching after it to make sure, you know, nothing attacks it. Because the things I I feel like we're getting at the grocery stores are just, are full of pesticides, even though they say they're pesticide-free. I still, I don't, you know, like me and my boy B did say, we read everything, but we believe nothing. So they could say it's organic, but how organic do you really...
2: I feel like you guys should change your... Slogan. Because I read everything, but I'm skeptical of everything. You know what I mean? Is yeah. I'm not going to read something and be like, nope, that's a lie. But well, no, I'll be like, that could be true.
1: It could be until I experience it. It might be true, but yeah. I choose not to believe it until I experience it for myself. Yeah, That's the reason you read everything, but you don't believe any of it until you can actually have full-blown proof of this is what it is, and I I I know it's real because I did it. And that's what more people need to experience instead of just reading and believing. They need to read, experience, explore, and everybody's a scientist. You know, like, we didn't go... I didn't I didn't just go pick mushrooms and believe everything I read about like mushrooms until I actually saw the mushroom and was like, "Hey,
2: oh my gosh, I was so excited going mushroom hunting in the last couple of days." I was really we went out for a walk in the in the woods, you know, because it had been a while. But it's the end of December, you know, like I was not very hopeful about finding anything. But we found Hedgehog mushrooms, which I have been wanting to find, really I've really
1: been looking, wanting to find those.
2: We've we've really only been like into mushroom hunting the last couple of years, you know. So we're still pretty novice about it. But I've never found a hedgehog mushroom. We found one cauliflower mushroom earlier in the year, but it was too decayed to clip. But we found a a huge cauliflower mushroom. Like, I had my baby, our baby, sorry, (laughs) I had our baby on one arm, and I was holding the cauliflower mushroom on the other hand, and
0: they were like,
2: like, the cauliflower mushroom got, you know, like... It was More like, strained than the baby by the time we got back to the car, you know, like it was a pretty good sized cauliflower yeah. mushroom.
1: The cauliflower mushroom was probably like the size of our kid's like torso, and he's six months old, and it was like the size of his chest.
2: Yeah, it, it was
1: awesome. It was large and it in was charge. so
2: exciting. We found that, and and the thing also that was most exciting was it was our last stop of the day. We were like, oh, let's just go check out this area and then we'll head home. And we ended up staying there for like two hours because we found so many mushrooms there.
1: We played until it got dark.
2: Yeah, until we couldn't see anymore. It but was so awesome. It was so much fun.
1: It was, it was a really good adventure. And on the topic of mushrooms, I would like to say that we did go out and pick some Amanita mushrooms. And those bad boys are pretty impressive. You know, the... The Mario mushroom, the red mushroom with the white specks on it, the one that everybody's afraid of. Well, we happen to be do be scientists, and we decided that we've done enough research, and we picked we picked what,
2: uh, like 35 grams,
1: 35 grams of this mushroom, I and, think that was
2: about what, and what it dried was. them
1: out, and and really, really did our research. But the other the other weekend, we actually, uh Made tea. Yeah, we boiled it down and made tea into it and drank it. So that was pretty impressive. Still here, still kicking. So it didn't kill us, which everybody, all this weird stuff you read on your, when you type in an Amanitas, they're like, deadly mushrooms. Don't believe that. Another thing.
2: I feel, I feel very excited. I feel like I got to pat myself on the back because uh, it didn't make us barf. Most of the time, amanitas will make you barf Yeah. if you eat them raw or if you don't cook them long enough or um, if you don't bring the pH level in your tea down. I hear that. I I don't know. There was a Japanese study about it. Um, So if you don't bring the pH level down when you're making tea out of them. Low enough? Yeah.
1: Don't go out and eat them raw. That's when you get your your cleansing period and you start vomiting
2: badly and getting sick. The thing is, is some people can eat them raw, you know? Like, the ibotenic acid doesn't affect everybody the same, you know? Most of the time, it'll make you puke. But some people can eat them raw. Some people can just dry them in the dehydrator and eat them, you know?
1: yeah and I, it works I, for them
2: that way, but I just
1: recommend boiling them and making them in a the tea properly. we went
2: We went with the majority of people that uh get sick off of them, and so we decided to boil them for two and a half hours. uh we got some citric acid to bring the pH level down to about two point seven to three point zero. You know, yeah. and
1: which makes the
2: ibutenic acid turn into mucimol,
1: yeah, which is your 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 chemical base that you want, that's yeah. the one that makes you hallucinate, maybe not hallucinate, but kind of put you in know. a put oh. you in a dream state it can amanitas are are different from your like your benzies and your your like hallucinating mushrooms you get from, you know, your people.
2: They're definitely different from your psilocybin mushrooms. I mean, uh I've heard stories of people having uh the same kind of experience uh with psilocybin mushrooms or LSD or something like that. Um I but I feel like most of, the, at least from what we experienced, I felt like it was just like, it was definitely... a sleep aid that you, knocks you out and you, not really knocks you out. It just puts you in puts you into a dream state. Yeah, you know? it, put, it's like, it really
1: sets you into it's, a meditative. It's not state.
2: a party, a party tea. You Netflix. don't want to make this tea and be like, yeah, let's get fucked up. You know, yeah. you want to make this tea and be like, I'm going to go sit in my bed and watch Netflix, maybe some space Mm-mm. universe show or
1: And you probably won't whatever. even make it into watching this show. <laughs> yeah. You're going to drink the tea and you're gonna, you're, you're, your mind's going to be telling you to like, your body's going to want to close your eyes and you're going to be fighting it. And like, no, something cooler is going to happen. But I was the one who just gave into it and... I drank. Well, I drank like a a full cup of the tea we had, and all I wanted to do was lay so there and close my eyes. So it was probably
2: about ten grams that you drank. Yeah, ten or eleven grams.
1: And all I wanted to do was keep closing my eyes and keep going into this meditative state. That's it. Just kept repeating like, just my body kept telling me like, it, dude, it's time to relax and just. Just chill and let this kind of take control and do your thing and I was sitting out by the fire and kind of kept going in and out of this meditative state which I had some pretty pretty good colors when I closed my eyes but when your eyes are open you're kind of still you're still aware like everything's pretty neutral and normal but when you close your eyes you kind of get this like Holy crap, like it's just a sweet meditative state. And then I moved from the fire into laying in bed just because I ran out of firewood and it was starting to get cold out.
2: And I told you we should go to bed. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And so went inside and wound up laying in bed and I had my hands on my chest in like the most peaceful, like you could probably die. Like like, this is how people would like to die. Dude, so... Uh, so and just having these small, sweet, so
2: it makes you want to salivate. Like a lot of people will barf, or the they think that they want to barf because it makes you salivate a lot. And I straight fell asleep and started choking on my saliva, and so I woke up and I was coughing like <sighs> like hacking a lung out because I inhaled my spit. And once I finally, like, gained my composure, I looked over and Mitch was just, like, sleeping so peacefully. He had his arms on his chest and he just looked so peaceful. And I was like, how the F did he not wake up to me just coughing so loud? I'm, like, literally right next to him, you know? So I very, like, sneakily, like reached my hand over and checked his pulse on his wrist. (laughs) Because I was, well, our dog was sweating him all night, you know, like, what is up with you, you know? And so I was like, oh, what if she had, like, intuition that he was going to die or something, you know? I don't know. (laughs) I was just freaking out. But I, like, checked his pulse, and I felt his pulse, and I was like, nope, I feel heartbeat, so he's good. But then I, so I rolled over and started going back to sleep. And then I was like, what if it was my heartbeat that I was feeling? So I got like super close to his face while he was sleeping. I had to
1: feel the breath.
2: Yeah. And I saw his chest moving. I was like, oh, okay. He's still breathing. That's good. <laughs> but I was so surprised that you didn't even.
1: Still it, deep meditation I Didn't
2: was, even know that me, I was just Hacking my lung out <laughs> My dreams had
1: me standing in a desert with a huge zoom out And I was standing in this vast desert With nothing around me but desert what? And like how am I going to wake up When I'm trapped in a desert world
2: That was your dream?
1: Yeah the, I had a couple of those dreams Where they just kept One was I was in the desert And I had this huge zoom out of me And I was like I'm in the desert. I there's nothing here, and you know, kind of opened my eyes from that. And then I had another one w- when I went back in, and I was standing in a a snowy desert. Like zoom, I was standing there, and it was snowy. Everything was sweet, and then I just had this zoom out, and me standing on the ground. It was just snow everywhere. It was just a vast land of snow, no trees. Nothing for shelter. And I was just like, why does this keep happening to me? And then the last one.
2: Because at first when you said the desert, because like I've had dreams like after drinking, you know, where I'm like in a desert and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so thirsty. And I wake up and I'm like, why did I do this to my body? I'm so thirsty. And I like. Basically, put an IV in my arm of like liquids. Not really, <laughs> yeah, just but ingest like
1: an IV of liquids. I'll just go
2: chug like three glasses of water. Just like Ugh, I'm so dehydrated. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, just,
1: I just, I must have been salivating so much, swallowing it, and like I'm so thirsty, but I have all this liquid, so I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. I don't know, but
2: it'll be interesting. I feel like next time. The, when we make the rest of our tea, I think it'll be,
1: it'll it'll be the good trip. It'll it'll be the yeah. deep deep trip.
2: The first time it was a a tester, so yeah. we didn't we didn't want to like go too heavy in it.
1: Yeah, didn't didn't want to like wind up being the guy naked running through the woods or something if that happened. But it definitely gives you a feeling of like wanting to take your shoes off and just like sit next to a really big tree and just like lean up oh. and lean up and like the thing take a nap. also
2: about that night was it was pouring down rain. And so our, we have a outdoor, like our deck is covered.
1: Yeah. We have you a covered porch. We have a covered porch. We and, we a covered enjoy our porch
2: and so, and that's where we have our uh, little wood stove so we were sitting next to the wood stove, and we were just listening to the rain beat off of the roof all night. It was very
1: peaceful. Yeah, it, the ambient noise of rain running all through the gutters and falling on the roof and just falling all around was like it really was. It really was all about the set and setting. Like the set yeah. and setting was pretty much. What you wanted. I feel to like any
2: anytime you take a mushroom that alters your state, you definitely want to make sure your setting, setting is good. Yeah. But speaking of setting, we need to make more firewood.
1: Yeah, fires fires getting a little. We gotta
2: chop some up. Might have to. Can we take a break?
1: But, uh, so that's our story on amanita mushrooms. You know, do your research. Do your homework. Definitely have a scale and things. If you
2: don't, if you don't want to trip off of amanitas, but you like eat, eating mushrooms, um, the Mario mushrooms—that's what we're talking about. The red ones with the white spots. You know, everybody thinks they're like, oh, they're so bad for you. Put them in a pot of water, boil them for seven minutes twice. So after the first seven minutes, dump it out, boil it a second time, and then they're good to go for culinary use. Yeah,
1: if you just want to eat them. Yeah, and then they're perfectly
2: fine because any of the mind-altering effects are water-soluble. So they'll leach out into the water, and then you can drain it, you know. So they're really not bad for you.
1: But I still recommend you do your research. Don't just take our word for it. Do your research, do your homework, be confident. I've and done
2: a lot of research, so you can take my word for it.
1: Still take that with a grain <laughs> of salt. Do your own research. But still
2: do your own research. It's always better to do your own
1: <laughs> research. Don't be like, Coasty Culture told me to take these, and then be that person that vomits and gets super sick. You don't want to do that. Hey, hey, welcome back to Coasty Culture. We had to take a quick fiver to get the old wood stove up and running a little bit hotter. It's... It's a Washington winter out here, so it's getting wet and getting cold, but we're back. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that last little bit about the Amanitas.
2: The mushrooms, not the Amanitas, but we're cooking up our chanterelles and hedgehogs right now, but they are sizzling now. You might be able to hear them sizzling. Because we got more firewood.
1: That's some (laughs) yummy goodness right there. Yeah,
2: they should be done in about like 10 minutes or so.
1: Nature provided.
2: I love piggy mushrooms. I just love
1: foraging anything. Like berries. Berries are... Roots.
2: That's my favorite time of year is berry season. I love berries. It makes me think of... So does uh, everything else. That movie... You gotta battle the birds for your sandwich. The movie Noah. Remember that movie, Noah? Kind of. It's with a... Russell Crowe, I think. Oh, the
1: guy from Gladiator. Yep.
2: Yep. No, no.
1: Yeah, he was definitely Gladiator.
2: Was he? Oh, no, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he talks yeah, yeah. to his
1: grandpa in the cave, got it. Yeah. Got no. It.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I know yeah, a movie yeah. you're talking about. Everybody knows Noah.
2: And he asks. I'm not it, a
1: biblical man, and yeah. I know Noah.
2: Yeah, but um, he asks his great, like, all seeing grandpa, and he's like, what's your favorite thing about this word, world? And he's like,
1: Berries, And I'm like,
2: fuck yeah, I agree with you. you (laughs) I agree with you on that one. Berries are so good. Should have
1: left the animals and picked berries and filled that freaking boat.
2: Well, your body can't really sustain on berries alone. But but berries are
1: fucking good. I'm pretty sure I would have wound up slaughtering half those animals to survive. Like birds laying eggs, eating those. I love scrambled eggs, (laughs) over easy, and then maybe scrambled
2: with some broccoli and and
1: maybe some
0: lion's mane
2: onion and. I can't wait. I've never we've never found a lion's mane mushroom, but I'm very excited for the day that we do find it.
1: It'll be awesome. I,
2: I feel like it's so rare to find a lion's mane that I almost don't want to pick it, but at the same time, I'm gonna pick it.
1: Yeah. What uh, was it? What I was don't
2: know. Maybe I won't.
1: Well, when we were out hiking in the uh, the woods the other week, of uh, the other day, what was the other? What was the fungi that we we were pretty sure we picked? Uh, what were we looking for? That purplish red thing. The reishi.
2: What? Oh, the reishi, yeah. Reishi mushroom.
1: So the reishi mushroom, it doesn't really look like a mushroom. It's more like a fungi that grows on a tree.
2: It's a polypore.
1: Yeah, a polypore, which this mushroom supposed to be super, super dank. Good bomb for you. Like for we healthy. We haven't done
2: enough research into it. I know, like, the Japanese have used it for- Or the Chinese have used it for... Maybe both. For thousands and thousands of years. For medicinal purposes. It's supposed to, like... Help uh, with your immune system. Help with... uh, Tumors. Help with... uh, Allergies. You know, shit like that. And... It's it's new. We're we're new to us that we're exploring, you know. Cuz I feel like we were on the right path with most mushroom hunters when they first start getting into mushroom hunting, especially in the Pacific Northwest, it's the chanterelle is the first one that they first identify. You can't
1: miss your golden mushroom.
2: Yeah, they're just like a golden little flower,
1: <laughs> but. you
2: know. And then once you find one of a chanterelle, you're like, "Where are your friends? Where are they? I know they're around."
1: <laughs> and, it, and I mean, it's and super it's cool. So exciting,
2: and they're so tasty. They're what? so
1: good. And what was the what's the what's its root system called? Uh, the white stuff.
2: Oh, the, the, mycelium!
1: The mycelium. I don't, it, we I don't, ran into one mushroom that was buried it, deep into a log. It
2: was. It was you a, could, re, like, a family of the reishi mushroom that we found. But
1: well, the mycelium even, is super I think it, cool it looking. Might, it looks like were, a spider web. Like it's it it like when you see it, it's almost eerie because you're like, that's also, a giant spider web, and I don't know if I want to put my hands. But that's like. It's it's almost like st- what you saw in the movie Avatar. Like it's like it's <laughs> yeah. like that 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 life force that is connecting to all plants and life matter. Like it takes the decomposing material and creates the sugars and the carbs. The carbs and or and
2: the it, what what is it
1: called? the me. lychee or leach. It just it just I don't know. it's it breaks like. It breaks everything down and like it
2: decomposes the log. It basically. looks
1: like it looks like a spider web slash like possibly a brain functioning thing. Like you don't want to touch it because it's just so so magical looking. It's just white well, and purdy. Normally, It Looks like frozen ground.
2: Normally you can dig the dirt back and see the mycelium, you know. But it was very cool to see this. I'm pretty sure it was a, a reishi mushroom, or... Yeah, a reishi mushroom. It was a
1: reishi deep in that stump.
2: Yeah, but the the hole in the stump that it was growing in, you it looked like a deep, dark spider web, you know? So, most of the time you can dig it in the ground, and it's just like you can see the mycelium. But... It was just very cool to see it, just like in your face yeah, it in wasn't this stump by hole. You know, just like it was out like there, like it, it made you feel like if you reached in that stump hole, that the fucking spider from what Lord of the Rings was yeah. gonna get you. <laughs> Something was gonna bite you, <laughs> yeah. and you weren't
1: gonna be doing good. But that was super cool, and those are just the magical things when you when you get out of your consumer life and actually go wander through the woods and, you know, kind of re- reconnect with Mother Nature and Mother Earth and Father Time and enjoy the time and life you have here.
2: I really enjoy mushroom hunting, too, because I, I really enjoy the outdoors. I really enjoy hiking. But when you start getting into mushroom hunting... It's kind of like a scavenger hunt at the same time, you know. It it gives more purpose, I guess, to your hike.
0: You yeah, know, right. it's like
2: you can go hiking and you, and you can just be like, oh, I'm just hiking just because, you know. But I made it to the top of this mountain. Just, or you could be like, oh, I'm hiking, but I'm also foraging at the same time. And I don't know, it's just really fun to find, like, Especially mushrooms that are more rare and hidden and hard to come by.
1: The next one, the next one we're out to look for is the black trumpet.
2: Yeah, it's like a
1: black chanterelle. So we're kind of we haven't done much research, but we're gonna go look and see if we can try to find one of these bad boys.
2: Yeah, because it's a winter mushroom, which you know. December 31st. Happy New Year! Happy New Year!
1: (laughs) It's fucking
2: winter. (laughs) Welcome to our
1: outdoor backpack.
2: That's what we got now. It's winter mushrooms.
1: So hopefully hopefully we can find some some cool stuff in the winter time. Can't wait for spring. But what I'm really excited for is 2021 because I think it's going to be magical. I think everybody's positive energy and just positive outlook on life is really gonna bring us to a a better place in our consciousness and our sole purpose of what we're supposed to be doing here on Earth instead of destroying it. I hope so. I feel like we've taken Earth for granted and she's kinda it's kinda like your mom spanking you, like Well if you if you don't like it, you know, you can go sit in your room and not have dinner, but <laughs> but if you can hear it, we're sizzling and cooking up dinner because Mother Earth provided it for us and it smells delicious. I wish we had smell a smell thing for you guys because mm, I it feel is like that would be yummy. Like
2: 40 something. Yeah, we're like trying
1: that. to get to like a 60 so we can just like bring <laughs> you guys here and enjoy all this yeah. stuff with us. It'd be it's our it's our outlook. I mean, one day we'll be able to meditate and share all these things They're with you. be good. They're getting this nice little little crispness to them. Here we go. We got a sampler coming. We got Melon Ballin eating some delicious mushies. Mmm. And we got an mmm.
2: They're very good. I think I'm going to put a little bit more garlic seasoning salt in there.
1: Oh, we should have grabbed that mushroom powder that the me dog gave us. Oh,
2: uh, well, I we I feel like we don't need mushroom powder on mushrooms.
1: But it smelt and tastes delicious, and we it know how did. we know how that family likes to eat their uh, the
2: straight umami flavoring.
1: Yeah, but we know how they like to eat just their their flavors. Yeah, you know, you don't even have to put anything; you just have to have the flavoring. But it's always good times here at Coasty Culture. We. We go out, we explore, we forage, we ponder, we meditate, we hang out with our with our little guy. Yeah. Who's Who's just a blast.
2: He's six months old now.
1: Six months and shoot, can't wait for our can't wait to go out and teach him about the foraging and and the the outdoor skills that we both have acquired over the years. Of, I
2: can't wait. I mean, I can't wait. I can wait because I'm already amazed at how much he's come along from being just like a squishy wiggly newborn, you know.
1: Yeah. Now he's like a now he's like an explorer. He just wants to
2: yeah, crawl around and climb on things, you know, but I can't wait until he can again I can wait but I also can't wait until he can walk for him himself through the woods <laughs> yeah, <it'll, laughs> so I don't have to carry him where, on my where, front
1: where he gets his in own my chest
2: pack where know? he gets his own
1: mushroom pack and <laughs> yeah. actually gets to start foraging and yeah, learning yeah cool. <laughs> it'll be it'll be the day
2: it'll be very convenient for me so, but he has a blast doing it. Yeah,
1: he. I mean, he loves na- he loves nature. I mean, we take him out for two days and he sleeps for a full day because he just gets I don't know so much pure oxygen, good goodness out of just being out in the mountains. I think he just enjoys.
2: I think he the just gets out of it. Yeah, I think he just gets uh, super stoked because mm-hmm. it's like different scenery. And he's
1: watching than us, the house and and he's just seeing us. Get all amped up, running through the bushes,
0: you know, <laughs> well, being weirdos.
1: Well, maybe to, you're
2: yeah. running, but right. I have a 20-pound baby on my front, so oh. I'm fast walking.
1: Okay, I'm the one <laughs> dropping into the dirt and the mud and climbing up the tops yeah. to go pick all these mushrooms. It's
2: kind of nice because I have a really good eye for mushrooms, so I'm like, babe, over here! And so he runs and picks a mushroom and... I just continue on my merry way.
1: <laughs> and our next podcast will be to tell you how our Sriracha honey beef jerky turns out Ooh. because we have started making beef jerky and it is gosh darn good. Even our little man Tan likes to just suck on the beef jerky and then we give it to the dog because the dog's awesome. Yeah, She gets snacks too.
2: Well, we let. We let our little guy uh, suck on the beef jerky. Well, today was the first day we've ever let him do that, but
1: he, he loved it. He Way to sucks go, Dad! On it
2: until he gets soft enough to where pieces can fall off, because I'm very afraid that he's gonna choke on something. And then once they get soft enough, then we give it, that little piece to the dog.
1: <laughs> but he gets his mass proteins, and he pretty much went and took a sweet pass out. Nighttime, <laughs> he's not making it to the new year right mm-hmm. he, he already he already had his candy for the night but me and the lady here we're gonna try to keep it going till midnight so let's hope we can do that we're gonna eat some mushies we'll and try to do our best
2: and then we'll pop some champagne
1: yep pop them popping bottles i'll make a smooching my mushy model Ooh. I know, you see what er- I did there? He or he. Er- he. <laughs> That's awkward. But. <What? laughs> <And>, uh... <laughs> that
2: was from Little Nicky. We watched that earlier today. Yeah,
1: we had to watch an evil movie before we celebrated our positive energy. evil, our... it's
2: a comedy. Before we
1: celebrated our positive energy star seeds of the new year. It was
2: something better than fucking finding Dory or finding Nemo. Which is our son's favorite movie.
1: So, do you think the aliens think it's weird that we celebrate one full circle around our star instead of, like, one full circle around our entire galaxy? Do you think aliens would be like, wow, they celebrated an entire, um, like, do you think people on Mars are like, dude, they ma- we made it all the way around the sun another day, guys?
2: Woo! I think.
1: I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it.
2: Madagascar is another movie we watch with our son.
1: (laughs) We like to move it.
2: (laughs) Probably, though. Like, they would probably think it's weird. Like,
1: they made a full rotation and didn't get hit by a meteor. Go That's humans. probably what they
2: think we're celebrating. Yes. Is that we haven't died yet. <laughs> that we haven't gotten <laughs>
1: struck by something ridiculous yeah. in space. I think that's how it's going. I think the aliens are sitting up there like, these people are crazy. They celebrate a full circle around their star. Hmm. Let's show them some lasers.
2: I think these mushrooms are almost done. I'll let them sizzle and crisp up a little bit more. A lot of people will cook their chanterelles and eat them before all the juice is absorbed. But I like to let the juice absorb and then crisp them, you know? It's- I feel like that's just the Best flavor,
1: just to uh-huh. have that it...
2: little crunch on the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. Let
1: the ends kind of curl in oh. and just have that crispy little.
2: Yes, like, you know what I'm talking kinda like, about. It's kind of
1: like when you like cook chicken, you have that little bit of crust on there where it's like,
2: yeah, mm. so good.
1: I do love a good mushy crisp.
2: Do you remember this frying pan though? Like, so this frying pan that I have right now, like I can, I can. Push all the mushrooms to one side of the frying pan and they're all like on the bottom of the frying pan when I first poured all these mushrooms in this frying pan was like overflowing almost
1: it was now they fit all the way way to one side
2: that's how much that they've simmered down
1: mushrooms hold a lot of water so you kind of you really got to let them cook down especially if if it's a new mushroom that you're not sure of, it's it's best to let all the water get yeah. get boiled out of them.
2: There's some mushrooms out there that you can just pick and eat for sure. Most of the ones, I don't know, are okay to just pick and... Not most of Most of the ones that you are able to just pick and eat, they're okay. But it's always better to cook them up they get so much more flavor when you cook them up with something
1: and you got to remember we're coasty culture and we come from the pacific northwest you know if you're listening from around the world your mushrooms might be different than ours so we have an abundance of mushrooms here which but you always if you're around the world you got to make sure you're
2: it's always a good idea to cook your mushroom that's Anything that I've ever run into, it's always best practice to at least cook your mushroom before you
1: eat it. Take a spore sample, do your research, don't just pick a mushroom, fry it, and eat it because you think that's the best way to go about it. You gotta make sure that you don't get something that's gonna kill you or really cause you bad intestinal discomfort and just... Badness all around. You got to – please do your research if you're going to – You, I mean, I recommend that everybody goes and picks mushrooms and and forages for themselves. there's those. a bounty out there. Yeah, there's a bounty that mm. isn't even tapped because so many people are afraid of mushrooms, which they shouldn't be.
2: Mm. All we
1: got to do is be scientists and keep exploring and keep finding new species and delicious species that we can eat and not get sick from. Because they will. These are good. <laughs> they're they're yummy. So, I don't know. I think I think my mushroom bounty is about done cooking, and I think we're getting close to the amount of time we have on Cozy Culture tonight mm-hmm. for our New Year's Eve. Because I'm. Trying Happy to...
2: New Years, everyone! I love you.
1: So on that note, we're gonna say Happy New Years and stay up, stay positive. This is Custy Culture. We're out.
0: Feel the rhythm. Feel the heat. Feel the sunshine out on the street. Feel the music. Feel the beat. Feel the sunshine out on the street. Feel the rhythm. Feel the heat. Feel the sunshine. Out on the street. Fear the music. Feel the beat. I'm out on this day